What Thou Is, What Thou Up, Got Thou Podcast, and Thy Cut. Uh, the Touch of Societal Podcast, and we're going to make this quick, which is why I didn't bring the mic out. Um, I may do another podcast tomorrow, uh, more, I guess, focused, probably on music stuff. So maybe we'll do a mic then, but uh, for now, I mean, this is just, what, 1.30 a.m., stream of conscious. Um, I I think about, like, seven hours removed from the Auburn game. Uh, <laughs> very, very frustrating game. If I would ever describe a game as frustrating, that was beyond terrible. Uh, really, I lost some words. Uh, and, I mean, it's not a takeaway, but if there is one thing that people need to understand, is that even when that game is not excused, how fucking terrible the game was. Um, I'm, I'm trying to not be too potty mouth, but that was a, a terrible, terrible, terrible performance. And I was telling my uh, my GMA uh, that there's a couple games that that are in the same you know kind of atmosphere to me. Uh, 2012 ULM, uh, 2015. Uh, I have to do all this again. Jesus Christ, I'm playing Dragon Ball Fighters right now. Um, 2015 Jacksonville State. Those are like my three or my, uh, you know, now's a big three, but those are my other two. Um, for some people, that Mercer game is pretty embarrassing, but like that was a game where Auburn just literally couldn't keep the ball. Like anytime they had a sustained drive where they kept the ball, they pretty much got what they wanted to drive. They just couldn't keep it. And also, this was a really shitty day. Uh, I know it was also homecoming day. Uh, we're going to see if I can actually film it. Oh, fuck. If I can actually do a podcast while playing a video game. Uh, as high, um, temp, fuck, this is terrible, why am I doing this, no, no, he caught me, fuck, yo, okay, um, yeah, so, uh, holy shit, uh, alright, I'm gonna pause that, so, fuck, um, yeah, Jacksonville State, uh, that was really bad, Mercer game was like really, really bad because it was just dreary. Like it was dreary. It rained before. I remember because I went down from my. I lived in the, the um, on campus dorm. I'm not gonna say which one, but I lived in an on campus dorm, and I walked from that dorm to the stadium because I wanted to get a. Uh, I didn't want to go to the game, but I wanted to get a uh, a funnel cake. So I, I have a sweet tooth. And I had a sweet tooth then. Um, so I went down, I paid a uh, one of the security people to just go grab me once. I didn't have to actually go to the game. And they just grabbed me one. And by the time I was walking back, pretty much got back to my uh, dorm, it was sprinkling. And it, it rained pretty, I think pretty much like during like, the first quarter, maybe the first half of the game. So it was just a shitty day, as, as I recall. Uh, but this is a picture-perfect day. I mean, hot as fuck, which... Hey, we got all the fall weather, yay, for fucking three days, and then it gets hot as fuck again. That was great. But, um, you know, picturesque, like, weather conditions and all that. Uh, no, I mean, like, there were injuries to Papo and, I believe, also McLean. But, no, McLean was out for the first half, and Papo was hurt. Uh, so, I think Steiner and Wooten were the uh, starting linebackers. Um, and linebackers were fucking terrible. Like, here, here's my first takeaway. This team is way more like top heavy than I think was let on. As if to say, like, there's not a real 
like death thing going on here. Like I think that McLean and Papo are probably the best linebacker duo in the in this conference, probably. Um, you know, it's a real problem because they're really like our linebackers are bad in pass coverage. So like it's really like our edge is so good in run coverage and just can they be neutral in pass coverage where you can just make that statement? I don't know, but um, they're really bad at pass coverage, obviously. And part of that, you know, uh, takeaway two, maybe, defensive scheme is fucking terrible. Uh, I can tell you in the second half where they gave up pretty much nothing, the defensive scheme is still fucking terrible. Like they did, Georgia State still had some success moving the ball a little bit, throwing the ball. You know, obviously, running game got shut down uh, quite a bit. But, like, the fucking, yo, <laughs> this game is terrible, dude. Um, I don't think that game did much to help their, their uh, completion percentage woes. They were dead last in the entirety of football coming into that game. I don't think it got much better. Um, and even if it did get better, I mean, you could with the eye test will tell you that it just looked fucking horrendous. That soft zone bullshit is awful. Um, I know he's supposed to be a multiple defense type of guy, but from what I understand, he's always been a give, uh, bend, don't break type of coordinator for the most part. That shit's not gonna work with this defense, with this, with this secondary. And I mean, like, I don't understand, like, what if you were a multiple, you should probably go man when it would befit you to go man. If you have an entire roster of pretty much man covers, uh, man corners and safeties who have more experience playing close to the box and you know giving a ton of space away, um, I don't know why you wouldn't go largely press coverage. I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I mean, maybe Mason's scheme, like his playbook, just is not oriented for that. But like, if you're going to be multiple, you got to be, you got to have some multiple plays. And I, I don't, I, I, I mean, like when you have Roger McCurry having pretty much no impact on the game for an entire half because he's been neutralized, and then same thing, basically having to Pritchett, you know, I mean, like it's you have two good man covers that are not good at doing what they're currently doing or being asked to do. And you start receivers going off as we're having to Penn State, like pretty easy chip shot. Uh, you know, you know, seven yards, eight yards consistently down the field. <sighs> Obviously, the the uh, the give is not working. The the give up, you know, strategy is not working. So the scheme to me is not working. Um, I can't really say if Edwards was a problem necessarily in the sense of pass rushing. Uh, because I feel like they got in the backfield pretty often, but, like, they were not good at completing sacks in that first half. It kind of got uh, substantially better with, you know, them being more fired up. As I think was said in the uh, pressers by one of the players, they pretty much call the same plays. So they just finish plays. Uh, I, I missed the third quarter pretty much all of it. But Echo, Echo Leota uh, went off. He was one of their prize. Pretty much like their first transfer they got in the entirety of the transfer period. Um, he was an edge rusher, him and Marcus Harris. Marcus Harris got off early in this um this year, but I think Leota was one of the latest guys to come in, so maybe it makes sense why he was just so slow to accustom. And I know he's just pretty much trying everything literally to get things figured out. But um this is a game where the contain was supposed to be big and the first half of the containers was not good. Um even though I know the linebackers have to set the edge to some degree, uh you should I think your offensive line, your edge rusher is and your buck dude should be doing a little bit better job than they did, and they did a pretty bad job, I think. Um, 
But I mean, this guy they played is probably the most athletic quarterback they'll play for the remainder of the season. Uh, I have to see KJ Jefferson a little bit more, but like this dude to me is like the best rusher they'll see. Uh, even with Matt Corral, I mean, Matt Corral is like a good rusher, but like he's not like he's not even like he's not like Plumbly. Like Plumbly, I think would be most would be more athletic than this guy who just played today. But I think Hall is probably like I think he's probably like Bo Nitz in terms of athleticism. Like obviously he uses his athleticism a lot better than Bo Nitz does, but um, I think he's probably close to like someone like Bonus, probably like a a low B tier type of quarterback athlete, like not excellent, but like you know maximize what he has. Um, takeaway three. I I don't really look too much into intangibles and stuff like that too much because it's like it's not something that it's not a topic that interests me a lot because a lot of times you look into this stuff and then players will like literally tell you. You know, years and lots of they're gone, like, oh, yeah, that was just all bullshit. Like, we were perfectly fine. We had no problems whatsoever, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it's just it's just a waste of effort to me uh, nowadays for me to want to look into that too much because it's just like, we really will never know. And then you're going to have prognosticators and analysts and, you know, media writers, you know, going to that topic themselves. So it's just a waste of effort, I guess, of my part to look into that stuff. But, um, from what I hear about how much bonus moped, I love the game at halftime. Um, from, what, how, from how much I hear that he moped, you know, by himself after being benched. Um, and then I heard, I mean, Philly has said that he, like, talked with Bo and talked to Bo in the first half and Bo talked to him in the second half and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, just, I just think it's, I just think this is what Bo has been to me is a guy that was always on the fringe of, like, if things went awry with his position, kind of like a Ben Simmons, honestly, he would, you know, kind of just clutch up. No, no pun intended. But he would just clutch up, like start pearl clutching. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think that's part of why, like, I mean, I, I, I am, I, I try not to be conspiratorial with Auburn sports, but I really am of the belief that the head coaches of the past few years have been forced to have Bo out there. And I mean, it makes sense. You see just some situations Bo has, you know, been left out there to continue fucking up. It would only make sense that someone has forced these guys' hand to put him out there because there's literally been a situation to which Bo has been absolutely horrendous in multiple road instances, and we still have Bo going out there starting in road instances. So it's just like something has to be a ride. Uh, it can't be that you just see like potential in Bo because what the fuck potential are you seeing? I had like like this dude was a third year player. He still looks like he did as a first year player, making like literally. I see the same complaints I've seen about Bo on the forums I post on in, since years um, from 2019. Why does he underthrow? Why does he overthrow? You know, why can't he just? It's like it's like fucking porridge. You know, the three bears. I mean, it's just there's no in between with with Bo Nitz. There's no accuracy and i just think the burner games where they kind of they had a lot of fire behind them the offense they got up for those two burner games early in the season that fire was gone i'll tell you that takeaway four the fire that this team is supposed to have in general up until uh uh old buddy came back uh what's his fucking name uh mclean mclean on defense and then TJ on offense, really, both sides of the ball is fucking anemic. And I mean that wholeheartedly, dude. Anemic. I have never seen two dudes 
uh, changed the entirety of really just the course of a team the way those two did. Because I think, hand of God, I think that if um, if McLean comes back, they probably lose regardless. Because I think they probably just get ran up and down in the field on. But if Philly has to come back, I think they still. I think if they come back, it's going to take some bullshit, you know, letting uh, bullshit let up. Maybe, you know, it's not like I think Bo would have just been hooping out here and would have just went, you know, for the best. Uh, I think it would have been bullshit if, if, you know, maybe some lucky passes, you know, maybe uh, Tank just got like pissed off and just like said, I'm going to go crazy, go crazy, I go stupid. Uh, but I, I mean, I, the ability to just do crazy shit with the uh, the offensive line doing as bad. The offensive line was bad. The receivers were not great by any stretch of the imagination. But the ability to make that work is something that Bo has not displayed in any capacity. I mean, he he can he can avoid sacks. I'm not taking that away from him. A lot of the sack numbers will always look good with Bo out there because he will just avoid that stuff altogether. But it's like there's more to life to me than than Bo Nitz avoiding uh, sacks. And I'm going to need some more of TJ Philly, who not only avoids sacks, but also throws the ball pretty fucking well. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot, of, a lot of chemistry that went into that. Like, I'm not saying that my man TJ, who I was, Pretty much assumed to be starting by this point in the season. Uh, I'm not saying he played a perfect game by any measure. Please get that, you know, understood. He had some overthrows on touchdowns, such as Bo did. Um, the receivers looked as really troublesome, especially the ones that were not new as um, Canyon, Capers, pretty much brand new to the season, it feels like. Um, but the returnees, they just – problematic really i don't know how to put it um but it's just you just you kind of see stuff right you just see stuff and just kind of think to yourself have i seen before and the the other option throwing with guys in your face like that um was it the third and sixth one to um to kobe hudson he steps up in the pocket it looks like he's about to run like third and five or six and he throws to, um, to, I think, Kobe Hudson coming over the middle, pretty much right in front of us, in front, like, in front of him, but, like, between him and Kobe is, like, two uh, Georgia State defenders. And he just throws that up there to, to on point to, to Hudson. That dude was ice cold. All, like, all of his quarters, uh, or quarter, I, just ice cold. I mean, no fear in him. Yeah, I mean, some very, really troubling situations. Like, I mean, no organic flow offensively. By the fourth quarter, it felt like the running game was pretty much just a shit show. Uh, basically, started pushing, but, you know, then he, I think, pushed a little bit too much, and he fumbled, and Bobo benched him. Uh, Bobo and Harson, I guess. Um, and, you know, Dark Chris Hunter, he got one run off, but, like, offensive line was dog shit. And I think it was just, like, this zone blocking scheme, which is kind of what, like, if you want to have a comparison of how hard a zone blocking scheme is and you're talented, uh, Clemson runs a zone blocking scheme, and their offensive lines are progressively worse. 
since maybe being the best in, in uh, football in 2018, it takes a, such an amount of talent to make his own blocking scheme work. Um, and I, I'm not just going to sit here and say I, I know offensive line, blocking scheme, blah, blah, blah. But I just know when I see what, what doesn't work and what does work and what kind of is required to make something work. I mean, this ragtag offensive line, you know, they've made, I think, you know, things work for the past three games. But this one today was just – which is tough, uh, incredibly, incredibly tough. I'm going to end this there. Uh, you know, I have some more thoughts, but, you know, I, I really just want to leave with, with, with you guys knowing that I don't want this to be, you know, a Bo sucks, TJ good thing. Because it's not, you know. Bo can probably be decent in a, in a scheme, in a system, but, like, this to me, my my opinion from, since like last game was that this scheme is not bow central. There's a lot of low percentage deep pass. What I would say low percentage deep passes, but like tough. Like back shoulder throws are not particularly easy, but they are for certain quarterbacks like automatic. And bow is not a guy that has touch. He's not a guy that has much uh, zip. So things like that for him are going to be like 10%, 15% difficulty passes or, or, or easy passes. While for Finley, someone who just has a cannon and, you know, has a lot of, a lot of arc on his passes when he wants to, you know, kind of use that. He can put a lot of arc on his passes. Let me just say that. As, you know, for him, it's probably 35%. But obviously, it looks a little bit tough here. But, I mean, this is his first time getting the reps, really, to – you know, do something with that, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it be here. Uh peace.